0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630-CHED. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton-owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott's recommendation is the... Texan. Uh, we will tell you that there's an old saying in the car business. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brentridge is a Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is a nine-time presence Award winner for customer satisfaction. Ford is built for you. They've got a great service department that'll take care of all the little bumps and bruises as well, and uh, they're taking care of all of their COVID protocols as well. You can reach out to Johnny. Uncle Milt Rich and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Lend them a hand at uh and they'll help you out at one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three or visit printridge.com Momentarily uh we'll get hold of the general manager of the uh Ottawa Senators, uh, Pierre Dorian. Uh, he'll be our orders now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. But I do want to get to List and Order's history for New West Travel. Brought to you each day by Dennis and Jason Laliberti from New West Travel. Here's Brendan uh Scott, Brendan, what do you got? Back in 2000, Trevor Linden scores his fifth career hat-trick as a member of the Montreal Canadiens, but they ultimately lose 5-4 in overtime. The Oilers get it done at Molson Centre. Bill Guerin with a goal and an assist for the Oil, and Jason Smith with the overtime winner. All right, and uh, our guests will be joining us momentarily. Jason Smith would uh, go on and be an assistant coach with the Ottawa Senators for a number of years probably one of my, I'd have to say top five favorite Oilers players of all time. He gave you what he got. Uh, There was no question about that during the course of his career. The pregame show tonight starts at 3.30 with uh, myself, along with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, and Cam Moon. Cam with the call. Jack and Louie will be doing the TV tonight with John Shannon. Tomorrow, Mark Spector will join us and former uh, Los Angeles Kings executive Mike Fuda as well, who uh, is rumored to be in the mix uh, with Pittsburgh. Just let me know uh, when we've got contact here, Brendan, and away we go. Uh, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. A lot of you fired up, uh, suffice to say, based on the fact that uh, the Oilers uh, dropped the game against Calgary. Somebody said to me, well, yeah, let's face it, Bob, the Oilers' biggest rival is Calgary. I, I, anytime Edmonton loses to Calgary, Vancouver uh montreal or toronto it gets pretty heat maybe not quite the same passion on the airwaves when it's winnipeg a lot of people like the winnipeg jets in our market and uh ottawa is an interesting team as well and we're going to hook up with pierre dorian who's been kind enough to give us 10 minutes pierre it's bob how you doing Good. How about yourself, Bob? Good. Uh, what a difference the week uh, makes. There's, what's Pat Burns' line? Goaltending seventy percent of the hockey. Unless you don't have it, then it's hundred percent of hockey. The Oilers found that out this weekend. Miko had a tough start. Your guys were going through a tough time, but Matt Murray had a good couple games against Montreal. Does that make it a you know maybe change the complexion a bit in terms of
1: reading what you guys have in Ottawa right now? Oh, for sure. I think whatever the situation is, I think you win as a team and you lose as a team. And you know, whatever our situation was when we were going through that rough stretch on the road trip, uh, if you would have told me before the road trip, pick one game that you were to lose, I probably would have said the last one. uh, You know, after traveling cross country, but our guys managed to uh, uh, you know play really well for two periods and hang on. And Matt made a lot of great saves over the last uh, two games. Goaltenders
0: need work. They also need practice time. Is that one of the challenges in this compressed schedule where maybe we're not going to get a true read at times because when the game goes sideways a bit, they don't have that time to work on it.
1: Obviously, practice time is something that you know every team needs, and I think uh, the North Scotia Division, compared to a lot of the other divisions, there's will be more travel for the teams, uh, you know, because we're going through multiple time zones. So I think we're all seven teams are going to have to adjust to that. And that, to me, that's uh, not really an excuse. You just have to practice harder, probably practice shorter, manage your time. At the same time, you still have to uh, give the mandatory uh, four days off per month for the CBA. So it's just up to the coaches to make sure that they you know, that, that they use their time to, as best as they can. You got Shabbat signed to a big deal long-term. He's your number one ace
0: in the hole on defense. But Branstrom got into the lineup since you've played Edmonton, uh, two games against Montreal. How do you think he performed for you?
1: No, he played great. We thought he played great, both DJ and myself and the coaching staff. Uh, We felt that, you know, he was one of our better players uh, in both games. Uh, Unfortunately for him, it wasn't that we didn't want him in our lineup from day one. It's just when you've been in quarantine, I think he was in quarantine 28 out of – 30 days, then had one practice then had just throw, was a bit nicked up, could, had to set out and then we, we broke camp, so really he was once with the with us, so it, it would have been you know, I think it would have been uh, really, I think we would have pushed our luck if we would have brought him on the trip with all the times that you got to, you know, the days off you got to give and the limited practice and you can't really skate him on game days, so the plan for us was always, once we got back from this road trip to have him join the team uh, on the taxi squad and move from there I think his journey on the taxi squad was very short. It was a day, but um, we, we felt at that point in time he was ready to play.
0: Senators general manager Pierre Dorian, Bob Stoffer with you on orders now. Pierre, I don't know if uh, you've convinced Eugene to, to give you a private charter to fly and go watch North Dakota play, but you got Shabbat and Branscum are first rounders. You got Jake Sanderson there. Bernard Docker is there as well. Both first rounders on defense. Uh, I think Pinto is playing there. I think you got another forward there as well. Uh, what's what's the connection? You got a you got a, a prominent scout based. North
1: Dakota, or is that just how it's kind of worked out? No, the other player we have there is uh, Taylor Clevin, who we took in the second round, um in the past year he, he was on the world junior team uh he rotated in and out but we're very happy you know for him to be on the world junior team as an 18 year old we're really happy uh with his development but no uh, all those those four players were all you know two of them were d- drafted from the under 18 team uh pinto was drafted from the ushl uh and bernard docker was drafted from um okotoks i hope i pronounced that right you got uh, it you got it <laughs> And uh, so they were all drafted from different parts, you know, different uh, programs and different part to different countries, obviously. Uh, and but we just, you know, we just felt that whether where they were going, it obviously uh, impacted our decision because they do a great job at North Dakota to develop and um, put guys into NHL players. But at the same time, uh, we're happy with their development so far.
0: Uh, I saw Thompson play uh, for Jay I talked about Jason Smith just before he got on, for Jason Smith in Kelowna, but Ridley Gregg is a player the Oilers had their eye on as well, some people compared him uh, a bit to a Darcy Tucker-esque player, he hasn't had a chance to play obviously in the Western Hockey League this season, what attracted you uh, with uh, making him a, a late first round pick?
1: Well, obviously, a lot of credit goes to our two scouts out west, uh, George Farger, a longtime Ottawa center scout, and uh, Bobby Bob Strum, Jr. And uh, they they were both very high on this player. I know George was really nervous right before the pick because, you know, it was it was down to him and someone else, and you know, we had. Um, we had Ridley uh, higher than the other player. And, you know, obviously, there was a, his compete really attracted us to him. We had the chance to play. I had the chance to play. We went to Brandon. Uh, we were in Winnipeg last year, but I also got the chance to see him play the prospect game. His work ethic, how he finished checks at his size, how he's strong on his skates. I think his skating ability is underrated. He's got a great shot and release. He goes in traffic. He plays the game the right way. And, you know, a great character. We, we all know uh, his dad, Mark. Uh, uh, great family uh, you know the work ethic is uh, on a scale of 10 is probably 15 so you know he's gonna do everything to be the best ho- NHL hockey player he can be
0: I'm getting a uh, text here from uh, Epstein's mother it says Bob you've gone six minutes in the conversation with Pierre and you haven't talked about Stutzler yet uh, has this guy been more than you thought I mean I saw him at the world Juniors here and it was like why well, I gotta tell you there were a couple other kids uh, Buffalo got a pretty good pick in that draft as well out of Germany but just a thought on uh, the impact that Stutzler so add for you here so far, Pierre.
1: Yeah, we we have to remember that he. He's just turned 19 years old. You know, he's playing in his first year of eligibility uh, in the NHL. So there's going to be ups and downs. But uh, so far, he's come as advertised. Uh, He's got tremendous speed. Uh, He's got a great skill set. His hockey IQ is really good, how he can pass the puck so so quickly. Uh, He plays in traffic. He competes. He's learning how to, you know, track back and get in the proper lanes. Uh, You know, the, the rink is wider here. Sometimes you can't always go backwards and try to wind it up you just gotta, you know, accept sometimes that you're not gonna score every shift compared to in the DEL where he was a threat almost every shift. It's the NHL and it's different, but uh, he's he's come as advertised. On top of being just a great human being, and he's so happy to be here. And you know, Montreal went after him pretty hard last game because uh, he pretty much I wouldn't say he single-handedly beat them because we it was a team game, but he him and a lot of the young players, uh, you know, rose their game in our in our, our, our last win. Uh, and Montreal came after him, but did didn't affect him you know he just kept on fighting and battling so
0: yeah i got i wanted to ask you about nick paul too uh, a little bit of a late bloomer here but certainly i thought through your first four or five games of the season i thought he might have been your best forward
1: no obviously that's a great assessment uh, through our, our first four or five six games of the year actually nick paul was probably our most and best consistent forward and i think uh nick last year had a had a come to Jesus moment, and uh, for him it was more about uh, he came to camp. At, I think two years in a row. He's, now he's won uh, the, the fittest guy. Now Braden Coburn could probably challenge him this year, but you know we couldn't do as many tests on him as uh, we've done in the past uh, with all the new rules and protocols. So Nick Paul uh, is a late boomer. He's worked hard, he, uh, as DJ calls him. He's one of the guys that you know knows how to play the game the right way. He's big. He skates. He plays an honest game. Uh, you see few mistakes from him. Uh, you probably won't see the greatest offensive output, but he gets his goals by through work ethic. Uh,
0: was it a concerted effort to make sure, and I'm going to assume you're not done transitioning younger players in, if Formerton's not up at some point, maybe he gets in a lineup, but was it a concerted effort that you wanted to have a little bit of size and toughness to support your young players? You traded for Josh Brown, you bring good Branson in, uh, you bring Watson in, players of that
1: ilk. Uh, we we got to make sure. You know, we're, you know, we're probably the youngest team in the NHL, or one of the youngest teams in the NHL, and we've got high-end talent. So we got to make sure that uh, teams don't take uh, too many liberties with them. At the same time, you know, it's it's a physical game. Uh, I think two of the most physical teams in the league are us and Montreal so far with the number of hits. Um, so you have to make sure that you know that these young players have the room to develop, and they they. They can put in situations where they're going to progress. And at the same time, you can have too many young guys. And, you know, it's still, you look at Tampa last year, you look at Washington, I don't think none of those teams have rookies in their lineup, you know, and they're going for the cup. Our situation's a bit different. You know, we know that we're going to have to put some younger guys in, but at the same time, we have to have a proper balance and make sure those young guys can progress through our lineup and that's you know we were tempted to a lot of people were probably wondering why we kept josh norris last year pretty much the whole year in the in the minors so that was part of the plan you know and the same thing with drake batherson we gave him a taste we saw he needed to see for himself at times that he wasn't ready and it'll be that with young players but at times you got to you got to be careful you got to make sure they earn it you just can't give it to them. if you give it to them, then it sets a bad precedent for years to come through the organization
0: final one for you Pierre, because we're at nine minutes and ten seconds and I- got 10 minutes uh just your
1: overall you can go you can go 11 because
0: i like you bob so all right well you'd be the only one but uh uh just just a thought on the canadian division and what it's been like i mean there's some tremendous young talent i mean you guys have got kachuk coming as well he's going to be probably a future captain for you but there's a
1: lot of young talent in this canadian division isn't there Oh, I've, the hockey's been great. Uh, and the good part and the bad part is, on my days off, uh, I want to watch some of the other games through the NHL, and I always end up back at the Canadian Division games. You know, uh, I think uh, all the teams in this division are well coached. Uh, there's a lot of talent. Uh, you know, the teams play hard. Like Edmonton, the second game we played there, I got to give congrats, Dave Tippett. I thought, you know, they even though they beat us the first game, I think it was eight five. The second game, I, they gave us nothing. We gave them nothing. They were really well prepared and it could have been a trap game for them but you know they did a good job and you know the, you, you got four Top-end goaltenders, or even more than that in this division, four, five, be maybe even six top-end goaltenders. You got great. You know, I think we're a division that skates a lot, um, and you know, it's. I think with the all the media, it's really every game is amplified. It's almost uh, sort of a playoff. Every game is almost feels like a playoff atmosphere, and you know, the, the people that benefit the most from it are the fans. You know, and I think it's too bad that that the people can't be in the building because it's really a great atmosphere and pretty good intensity.
0: Pierre, much appreciate the time, and I look forward to the day where we're going to see you in person again. Thank you for joining us here in Euters My pleasure, Bob. Take care. Take care. Uh, that is Pierre Dorian, the general manager
1: of the... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: The Ottawa Senators, it is 148 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. Wrap it up with some text when we return and orders now. <laughs>
1: Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shack. Oscar Clefbaum. I don't know.
0: That's the answer. I don't know for next season. Big loss, no question. And right now, a little bit unstable on the left side of the defense beyond Darnell Nurse. Let's face it, Caleb Jones hasn't exactly grabbed it yet. Russell is 33. Cuckoo had a good start. It's kind of cooled off a bit. Uh, do want to mention special thanks to Chris Moore of the Ottawa Senators for lining up here. Dorian, the Sens GM, he is our Oilers Now headliner brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. All right. Uh let's get back into the text line. Uh Kevin in Fort McMurray says, "Bob, what about the Michael Backlund slew foot on McDavid with 12 minutes to go in the third period and McDavid is the dangerous player according to some fan base's absolute garbage. It's the dirtiest play in hockey. Wake up NHL and protect your superstars." Uh did you Brendan just as I you know, I didn't see the replay clearly on the. Here's the thing with Backlund: he plays hard against other teams' best players, and with teams that lack gamesmanship, they haven't dealt with them. Uh, Anaheim, when they had Getzloff, they would deal with it, and and so. Michael Backlund is an excellent third line center. There is no debate. Uh, now that they got Lindholm in the one hole and Monahan in the two hole, Michael Backlund is an excellent. It's like Kachuk. Like you know what? You don't have to like Matt Kachuk. He's a hell of a player, and Backlund's an excellent third line center. But I got to be honest with you. I didn't. Ha- I-, I didn't recall seeing an egregious slew. Backlund plays it on the edge. And the teams that have gone back at them have been the teams that have had the greatest success. Uh, Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Here we go. Bob, how upset are you with 97 and 29 playing out of this world right now that it's not good enough? 500, perhaps the head coach is not the right fit. What about uh, Babcock? That one comes to us from Brad. My response, Ladd, and I i don't think that Mike Babcock is an evil human the way some other people out there do. Like, you know, Mike Commodore had his experience with Babcock. He hates him. Okay? I, what Babcock did with Marner, not great. Uh, Babcock's used to be an empower. The game's changed, but the players, uh, you've got to lend an incredible credence to them. you got to be open-minded and accepting to hearing their views as well. But I don't think the orders are 6-7 and seven because of Dave Tippett. I think the injury to Mike Smith... I think Edmonton's 7 or 6 or possibly 8 and 5 if they were splitting the rotation right now. Um, their transition game has to improve as the season goes on. they got to get more juice out of their third and fourth lines as well. That's kind of where I'm coming from on that. Uh, oh, man. And, and, again, we're getting more t- – I, I didn't – I didn't see the slew foot, so I'm gonna now. I'm gonna have to look. Brendan, did you see the slew foot during the game on by on Backlund? Did you see that? No, nothing that jumped out at me. The one thing that did stand out was, I think, in particular stretches of the game, just how well Backlund was playing against him. I didn't see anything that made me think dirty. Yeah, well, he plays like he's like Giordano's, kind of a sneaky, dirty, competitive player. Like he does play that way. I know when they had the. When Cassian went after Kachuk the first time in the seventeen eight no, the eighteen nineteen season, uh, Todd McClellan's last year's head coach. That was the second last game he coached. I know Backlund got into it with McDavid and then Cassian tried to go at Dry after Dry the Flames fans will say Leon slew footed Kachuk. Well then Kachuk took a run at Leon again as that fracas started and Leon knocked Kachuk on his ass again, and then Kachuk went up and sort of two on one dogpiled on McDavid. And I like Jedrick Caro and Adam Larson were on the ice, and if you're one of those guys, and it's five on five, you got to pull Backlund off of McDavid, and there's an opportunity there. And if you'd done that 20, 25 years earlier, what Backlund did to Mc against a star player, somebody would have got you. That's it's just that simple, and that's a different time, different era. We will tell you that uh, tomorrow uh, for the horses and horse racing, Alberta, Mark Spector will join us. Uh, horse Racing Alberta, our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties, employing Albertans caring for our horses. Horse Racing Alberta, we will have the face-off show tonight at 3.30, Puck Drop, Cam Moon, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, and myself tonight at 5 o'clock. Uh, coming up on the 6.30 chat afternoons, the Alberta government has announced it will reinstate the 1976 coal policy revoked last spring after public outcry. Global's Jill uh, Croteau will join Jaylin Nye with all the latest as environmental groups, ranchers, and First Nations have taken the province to court in an attempt to have the judge to force the government to uh, reconsider so uh, more on that story coming up today at 2 o'clock after global news weather traffic update. I'd like to thank our guest today, John Shannon, along with Jay Woodcroft and Ottawa GM Pierre Dorian. Tomorrow, former Kings executive Mike Fuda, who's in the running for the Pittsburgh Penguins job, and Mark Spector. And we'll have the game for you tonight. Let's see what happens. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.